was a really, really difficult time. Nothing but the blood, Jason, as you as you sang it today, because um, my wife's brother, who we raised in our home through high school, just went through a battle of with his wife going through ten years of cancer, and and uh, she she uh, went home to be with the Lord, and he had a difficult time. And it reminds me of why we're here as a church. Uh, his name was Derek, and he lost his wonderful wife. Connie, and he took his own life. And my son wrote a, a, a version of Nothing But the Blood, and so every time I hear that song, it takes me back to that time. I have some good news today, and that is no one has died. And yet, some very difficult news uh, to share with you. And uh, so, my name is Bill Malik, and I'm uh, your servant and the district superintendent of this South Pacific district of the Christian Missionary Alliance. I got up last night and I wrote this about 1.30 in the morning because for the last couple of nights I've had difficult, difficulty resting myself. The mission here in Redlands is one of 112 churches of our district. Over five years ago I entered into a journey with the leadership here to rebirth this church that has a strong and long history. Some of you are here then and, and are in the room today, and, uh, and I, I, I praise God for your faithfulness. Five years ago, an advisory team with three members from this congregation, they're here, here today, John and Terry, uh, Mark is not here today, he'll be with us this afternoon. Represented and representation from the district and a partner church, the Grove in Riverside, was formed for the new beginning now known as the Mission. The team continues to lead to this day and will continue until the church is financially on solid ground, at which time the Grove will move from what we call a developing church to a fully accredited church. The journey has been like others, filled with challenges and filled with prayer. Jason Day was part of the pastoral team brought in to steer the ship. And Aaron Four, uh, many of you may remember, led the process. But two years into the new start, Aaron, due to personal issues, needed to step aside. Jason stood solid and, and stayed on board in order to keep the ship righted. Some people left, but more came as Chris Robbins, a a very successful youth pastor in Wrightwood and youth pastor of some that are in the room today, was uh, looking for a lead and a preaching role, and he was invited to step in. The challenge, both physically and financially, of refurbishing this building, they were considerable. We are so very thankful to the many here that took up the challenge and the many who continue to give. A significant portion of the giving is is coming to support this church from our other 111 churches across the district, from here all the way uh, across Arizona and New Mexico. The district churches all contribute to the, to the district for a myriad of functions and activities, including training and church renewal and, and church planting. The mission took a loan against this building not to exceed 25% of the value of the building. Primarily for the refurbishing of the church, if you would have seen it a few years ago, you would note there are significant changes to this just beautiful building. 
but it was also for the ministry and the supporting of the pastors. It allowed us to to take on two pastors. The need for growth without making a difficult course correction was shared with this body last April. I, I believe Mark shared much of that. It was presented then to the advisory team and to the pastors Chris and Jason that financial growth was needed over the next six months. In June, the reserves from the loan ran out and the South Pacific District began to subsidize the tithes and the offerings that the people here give in order to meet budget and keep the mission moving forward. The district actually advanced through that period of time a quarter of a million dollars. But we're very committed to this church and we want to see it reach people like my my nephew Derek, men and women like that, before they reach terrible, terrible decisions in their lives. And I know there are people here in the room that in your own life, it's only Christ, it's only the blood of Christ that's turned you around and moved you in a new direction to where you have hope and not those kinds of things visiting your life and haunting you and tempting you and working to pull you in. So the South Pacific District now is subsidizing over and above the advancement that we're going to be able to get back from the loan. And the district investment just since May has been over $60,000 and is growing to a point of many thousands of dollars every month. Now, we're pleased to do that as long as we can. The difficulty is with so many churches, there are limits of how long you can do something like that. The growth of the church, both in numbers and giving, is steady, but the increase is quite gradual. Through the faithful ministries of both Chris and Jason and the entire team here, lives are being changed and Christ Jesus is being lifted up. Wow, this morning, it's so evident. And it's lifted up to an increasing number of people in Redlands and nearby. We need the witness of the mission. Yet, we are limited to how long and how much we can give. Therefore, we find ourselves several options that were first presented last spring. One, find a partner church that could take up the financial obligation and the mission then become a live campus ministry of that church. What I mean by live campus is preaching and everything happening here, not a video venue. Two, sell the building and relocate using the proceeds of the property. And three, reduce payroll and carry on the ministries using more bivocational resource people that are part of the church and part of our district. We did find a partner church that can help in mentoring and coaching. A gifted church with a gifted pastor, experienced in church planting and church growth. However, they're not in a position to help financially. Your advisory team unanimously determined that losing this high visibility and strategic location is to be the last resort, and I agreed with them on that. Even if it was sold, it would take considerable time to sell it and recoup the dollars to be able to move on somewhere else. With extreme difficulty, the decision was made by the uh, committee that met twice over the last two weeks, and I support that decision, to reduce staff 
and to build up the ministry using bivocational ministries wherever possible with the gifted people, some that we even heard this morning here. This result in the, is in, is very difficult decision. And the very difficult decision was to let Chris Robbins go. And that's the heaviness that you're feeling in the room today. And I can share with you, I also share that personal heaviness. Not to the degree that some of you do, but Chris I have the highest admiration for. He's a gifted man and a gifted communicator. This is not a failure of any kind on Chris's part. This is not some sort of a moral failure or anything like that. This is very difficult, very difficult for Chris and his family. The district is providing a a severance package for Chris that I believe is aggressive and will come alongside, we will come alongside to assess and coach Chris in consideration of other ministry opportunities. Those meetings are already starting early this week. Those wheels are in motion. Chris has a deep desire to continue honing his skills as a teacher and a pastor. I personally love Chris and his family. I know you do. This is hard. The advisory team is working on a reception to honor the Robins. Yesterday, I shared a passage of scripture with Chris that I'll read to you in a minute as I conclude my thoughts this morning. Regarding the mission, the district will need to continue to help financially, but at a significantly reduced rate and trajectory will be required. I'm confident that the ministry here with all of you working together, will thrive, and Christ will be magnified. We have so many things in place, in addition to all of you who are already here and serve. We have a district coach. We have a gifted mentor coach from a partner church. This afternoon, Mark Ashley, representing the advisory team, and I'll be with you at 4.30, along with the pastor of our new partner church, David Gilmore, from Cathedral City. I know you have many questions and concerns, and we will answer them to the very best of our ability. This will be important for all of you as you decide if indeed God wants you to continue to play uh, a significant role and step into the or step into a significant role in the mission for Christ here at the Mission Redlands. I end my sharing with these verses from Philippians 4 that I shared yesterday with Chris. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's hard. But Paul asked us to do it, and he wrote this from prison when he asked it of us. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. That's a great promise. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Precious Father, my primary prayer this morning as that you would guard Chris and Kim 
and the children all of their hearts. That you would reveal and be with him every step of the way. That you would expose yourself as being near to him. And that, Lord Jesus, the growth that has taken place here among the people and in his life will be exhibited for years to come in fruitful ministry. And to you be the glory and the honor for all you are going to do. And may your spirit keep the words that were said this morning that are important on our hearts and those that are unimportant, let them fade away. To you be the glory in Christ's name.